I want you to be the star of the show. I want you to share the things that you are so passionate about. And I want this to be the best interview of your life. What is it going to take for this to be the best interview of your life? Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Today, I am interviewing one of my favorite people, Jenna Kutcher. If you are not already familiar with Jenna, she is an incredible podcaster, educator, teacher, has one of the greatest Instagram feeds around, and is basically the girl crush we all have. I don't even need to introduce her more. Just listen to today's episode and you will understand why she is the best. feel like the fanciest podcaster on the planet because Jenna Kutcher is my guest today, which feels pretty fancy. Well, um, we're not that fancy, <laughs> let's be no, honest. No, no, no. I feel pretty <laughs> fancy. Um, I am, I mean, I feel like my squad is your squad, so they are totally going to know who you are. But on the off chance that they don't, will you tell tell us about yourself and what you do? Yes. Well, first off, I'm just so honored. Um, I have you in my phone as the real Rachel Hollis um, (laughs) because it just has been such a blessing to know you. But for those of you who don't know me, I am 30 years old. I live in small town Minnesota with my husband. We have a baby on the way, which has been quite a journey for us. And About eight years ago, I was 23 years old. I was working a corporate job at Target, and I just felt like there had to be more to life. And it was a very confusing season for me because I felt like I had gone to school. I'd done everything right. I got this awesome job with a salary and benefits and everything that I was supposed to want, but I wanted more. And I wasn't really sure, like, what does more look like? And so at the time we were planning our own wedding and I decided I'm going to invest in a little camera. So I hopped down to Craigslist and I purchased a $300 camera and I had no idea how to use it. I'd never taken a single art class, but I fell in love. And it was something that just made me remember, like, I am this creative human being. And so at the time, I was just taking pictures of our lives, of wedding planning. Drew is my model. We have some hilarious (laughs) photos of that season of life. And I kind of decided, like, maybe I could do some photo shoots, make a few bucks on the weekend, um, help pay for our wedding. But shortly after that, um, I realized, like, I can make this a real legit business. And so I started a blog back when blogs weren't as popular. And I started to share my photos. And they had awful filters on them. And I didn't know how to shoot in manual. And it was literally a mess. Uh, But people started paying attention. And so I totally bootstrapped this idea that if I could match my salary, I would have given myself the permission to put in a two weeks notice and to leave my corporate job. And so my parents were like, what are you doing? Like you went to school for business and now you're a photographer and this is so confusing and don't make a big mistake. Uh, But yet they cheered me on. And so within one year, I had booked 25 weddings um, just through the biggest hustle of my life. And I put in my notice and 
now, eight years later, my business looks entirely different. Uh, for so many years, I had my identity in wedding photography. I shot over 130 weddings and it's been such a blessing, but I think the true blessing was in realizing like I was able to make a go at this and so many creative people really struggle at making a profitable, authentic, sustainable business. And I asked myself, like, what did I do differently? And so then I started teaching. And so today, as we stand, my business looks entirely different. I am almost done with my wedding photography career, the career that got me started in all of this. And we're transitioning into a fully new season, which is all about education and serving our audience um, and being a true influencer and using that influence for good. And so we love to just teach other people through my podcast, the Gold Digger podcast, through courses, um, but really just showing up into the world just as we are and showing people that you can be successful even if you work from home in your yoga pants, which I'm guessing you and I are both in right now. <laughs> right now, I've got my flip-flops on. I actually have my most gigantic jeans because that felt like I am <laughs> sitting on the floor of our living room um, because I, we, our lives are just a mess here in Texas. Nothing is set up in the office. So literally, I have to, you know, we have to hardwire in to do a podcast like this so you make sure you have good sound. And I am like, I'm a disaster. You know what I'm talking about, but we get it done, right? We get it done. And we moved right around the same time as you. So I am in this with you 110%. Well, um, what I find really interesting is you tell the story, I obviously knew about your photography background, but I've never really thought about the fact that both of us got our start in weddings. Mm -hmm. You were a wedding photographer. I was a wedding planner. And I do think there's something very interesting. Shout out to anybody listening who works in the wedding industry, because that is a trial by fire. Yes. I cannot think of another industry that if you are starting your own shop, whatever it is that you've got to hustle to get those clients, you've got to stay on the cutting edge of what's trending and what's beautiful and make sure that you're doing all the things that you should. But also, I mean, talk about sprint. Mm-hmm. Talk about like how much summer comes and all right now, you, like you said, Hey, I booked 25 weddings. I'm like, okay, so that was almost every weekend, or maybe yeah. that was, um, working both weekends. How, how much do you think that that like hustle, that hard work, put your head down, get the job done. How much do you think starting your own business in that way has led to where you are today? You know, I think it's everything. And One of the biggest misconceptions about the wedding world is we all love attending weddings, but when you're working a wedding, it is entirely different. It's the worst. You have this one day, you know, these giant expectations. You want your couple to feel like they are the only couple in the entire world. And, you know, when I look back, what happened was my first season, I did 25 weddings. The next season, I did 27. The next season, I did 30. And on that 30 wedding wedding season, which if you're in the Midwest, it was literally every single weekend between May and October that I was shooting. Um, I hit total burnout. Like it was impossible for me to feel authentic in telling a bride that her dress was the most beautiful dress I'd ever seen when I had just seen one the night before that was equally as wonderful and beautiful. And when I look at that season of life, you know, I was believing a lot of lies. You know, I was believing that more is better. 
mm-hmm. and that you know, these numbers were my worth. And I felt like a fraud. I mean, I legitimately felt like the biggest fraud. And even to this day, after all these awards and accolades and all these things, I still feel like somebody is going to tap me on the shoulder and say, you have no idea what you're doing. Because I never took a photography class. I am not a professionally trained photographer. I learned everything on my own. And so even this past weekend, I was shooting one of my final weddings ever. And I shot for 11 hours. I'm almost 20 weeks pregnant. My body was a whole new level of hurt. And yet I was so filled with joy because like, what an honor to do this. Um, but the wedding industry, I'm, let me tell you guys, like it is no joke. And I seriously still have nightmares like that. I show up to a wedding and there's a bunch of puppies running around and I've got to get them into crates before I can shoot the wedding. I mean, like the craziest dreams ever. And so it definitely played a giant role into where I am today because it really taught me that I don't want to plan my life around weekends. I don't want to plan starting a family around weddings, um, but also that I want to like build something so much bigger than just serving one client at a time. Mm, That's great. So when you talk about this idea of education, which is actually how I first found out about you, if y'all don't know, Jenna has the most, more than one um, of the most fun Instagram feeds that everybody should be following. But I actually found out about you because of your podcast, which I tell everyone. In fact, I just updated, um, you know, when someone subscribes to an email and then you have your campaign that goes after two days and three days. And I think my fourth day is my favorite podcast. And this morning I just updated to add yours in there. So I was like, man, look at all these dudes because it's really, it's (laughs) it's from years ago. So I had it, I'm like, I'm a lady, Uh, but you are, and I'm not just saying this because we're on the phone. There is not another podcast that exists for, I, I know it could be for guys too, but for women in small business, especially that really breaks down tangible how-tos like yours does. Um, I cannot, cannot recommend it to you listeners enough. If you have not gone through, there is years, and I'm not exaggerating, years worth of information on everything from like how to do a Facebook ad to how to use Pinterest to, um, oh gosh, like anything at all. And what I love is that you're interviewing experts in the field. And sometimes they're big, fancy experts that we've all heard of. And sometimes you're like, oh, this is Mary. She actually does my Facebook ad. So she's going <laughs> to talk us through like how to, you know, sell an e-course through Facebook. And it's really tangible advice. So tell me, like, when did you start the podcast? How did, like, tell me that process. Because A, I think it's super interesting if we have people yeah. who are listening who want to do that. But B, I, I'd love to hear how, like lots of people want to educate and teach, but how did you decide mm-hmm. exactly what that would look like for your business? Yeah. Well, first things first, everyone needs to listen to episode 146, which is your episode. Uh, <laughs> I, so love that you that ready. <laughs> I love you have that number ready to go. Good job. I got this. Um, So, you know, it's so funny. I think that so many times in life we're like, why would I be the one to do this? Like, I am not qualified. No one wants to hear from me. And and I believe that for so long. And the funniest part about it is, is that uh, I've never shared this before, but my brother actually gave me a microphone and he said, Jen, I really think you should do a podcast. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know how I could talk for more than one episode. And here we are, like, 
like almost 200 episodes deep and I'm still going. Um, And so I think that I was really kind of like, man, like what do I have to offer? But when I started to look at my own user habits, I have learned so much from podcasts. And when I listen to podcasters, they sincerely feel like trusted friends. And I was in the shower one day and I I listened to podcasts in the shower. I was actually listening to your show in the shower this morning. (laughs) And I was listening to our mutual friend, Amy Porterfield's podcast. And I was like, you know what? Anything Amy ever sold, I would buy because I trust her. Like she has been this voice in my ear. She doesn't even know I exist on planet earth yet. She has shown up and served me and anything she had to sell, I would buy in a heartbeat. And I started to think about, you know, we have these courses, we teach a lot of paid opportunities, but there wasn't a ton of free education out there. And so I got out of the shower, the water was still running. I voice texted my assistant, Caitlin, and I said, you know, we have like a month of free time. (laughs) Well, I decided we're going to make a podcast. And within a day I had made a website. I had pretty much done everything, but actually recording because let's be honest, recording the first show is probably the most daunting thing you will ever do. Cause you're like, what is the format? I don't want to mess this up. How do I open it? How do I close it? <laughs> um, and so for the whole first year of the podcast, we were just trying to stay afloat. Um, we had so many dear friends in the industry that I knew I just wanted to give them this platform to use. And I wanted to really make it like this workshop. Like you feel like you're sitting down and you could take notes and you could leave it and apply things and really see results. And so since then, it's grown tremendously. And now we have my sister who works for us full time, helping manage everything. Um, but it is just so much fun. And isn't it awesome about podcasts that you get to get on the phone with people you might not actually have access to otherwise and like pick their brains about things that you're just curious about? A hundred percent. I saw yesterday that you interviewed Sherry Salata and I legit was like, how did she get Sherry Salata? Like I am the most diehard Oprah, like she is my my goddess, and I love her. And I oh, I will connect no, no, you oh, to her. No, that that show. is not what I'm saying at all. But there are no, but no, I but there's like a handful of people, more than a handful of people, who watched the Oprah show for so long that they yes. know exactly who she is and what she meant to the structure of that company. And I was just like, dang it, yes, Jenna, do this, get these people. This is so inspiring. Um. It is that that thing where you get to connect with someone and hey, let's just go ahead and say, if you are where Jenna was, where I was, where you're like still not sure how to open your new podcast that you're building, you're probably not going to get Oprah as guest for. Uh, <laughs> but there is, I mean, that that's a really interesting thing is like, how did you work up from there to here? Because you do have this opportunity and every time you kind of level up, you get to speak to someone that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise, but you didn't start there. I'm guessing you started with like, who do I actually know that has some wisdom to share? Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley. 
for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Yes. So I first, when I went to launch my show, I literally made a list of about 30 of my friends. And these are people that had either worked with me in my business, they had been contractors for me from my copywriter to my web designer, or people that I had met at conferences that I actually had a personal relationship with. My whole theory was like, if I could text them and be like, hey, I'm doing this thing, there is no social proof, but will you jump on the bandwagon and give me your time and talent? Those were the people that I was going after. And I had a lot of confidence. Like I I knew that it could be something. I just wasn't quite sure what it would look like. And so I kind of had this plan of how I wanted to launch it and what episodes I wanted to do. Um, but, you know, as we started to climb the charts, as we started to get more downloads, and and now especially as we have a fully dedicated team member whose job is to land us these amazing guests that I dream up or that I follow or that I admire, you know, we've been able to say, here's what we can offer you. And I think one of the most beautiful things about podcasting is that you actually have this opportunity to offer somebody like I have this audience, I have these avid listeners, and I want you to be the star of the show. I want you to share the things that you are so passionate about, and I want this to be the best interview of your life. What is it going to take for this to be the best interview of your life? And so it's been such a process in learning it. Um, There have definitely been just these incredible guests. And then there have been shows where I'm like, well, you know, this maybe wasn't my favorite show, but they resonate with different people in our audience. And so, you know, as we continue to grow, it's just really, really cool to feel like I'm actually extending this true opportunity. Whether you have a hundred downloads or a hundred thousand downloads, you are giving people this platform. And if you allow them to show up in a way that they've never been invited to show up online before, it is a really, really cool thing to offer to somebody. I love that. You guys are not going to believe it, but we announced something really exciting a couple of weeks ago, which was that we're going to be in movie theaters. I'm not even making that up. We had gotten so many emails and letters and DMs asking us how you guys could experience one of our live event weekends, how you could experience Rise Weekend if you didn't have the money to go. I got so many requests for this when we were planning this year's event and it really hit me in the heart. I so wanted an answer for you. So I thought and dreamed and prayed and planned and we decided to record the entire weekend and turn it into a documentary. And I am so excited to tell you that 
Rachel Hollis Presents Made for More will be in theaters August 2nd in both the U.S. and Canada. So be sure and check with your local theaters. Get your tickets now. You can find out more information on letsrise.co, which has all of our event info. But I hope to see you there. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a chance for all of us to come together in community to see a movie with all of our faces on it, which is so crazy, but also to experience one of our conferences for the cost of a movie ticket. It's about 13 bucks. I hope I will see you there. Um, you are, uh, I, I want people to know, um, it's not just like, sometimes you hear people saying these things or you see them on Instagram and you're like, it's a little bit of an act. And I feel like I have this incredible opportunity because I can text you in real life. Um, and yes. so I feel like it's worth saying, I was thinking this morning, like what, what is a powerful topic for us to discuss? I want to talk about this what, what is today? Tuesday. Okay. So last week I, I was sitting in a meeting with my publisher, the publisher flew out to Austin and their whole team. And they wanted to talk about, um, the next like free books in publishing, which I will be super <laughs> honest is, um, feels very overwhelming when I am, you know, edits are due on the next book and uh, girl wash your face and all of these things. And it felt super overwhelming. And as we're sitting there in this meeting, um, my publisher screams, like he had looked down at his computer and he screams <laughs> and he scares everybody. And he's like, number one, number one, meaning girl wash your face is hit number one on the New York times list, which is just bananas. And I have to tell you, I lifelong dream to be on the New York Times. Never swear to you, it never occurred to me I would be there for more than one week, ever. It never occurred to me that it would climb the chart. Never, never number one. That was just not a goal that or a dream. I just never even thought of it. And so I was feeling super overwhelmed and all the things. And I honestly just was like, oh, wow. Like I high-fived him. And I just went back to work, right? <laughs> and then probably the next morning, I was driving in for the second day of publisher meetings. And Dave and I are in the car. And I look down and I see that I have a voice memo from Jenna. And it was the most beautiful, kind, you did not have to, there was no reason to. But she just said, in fact, I should like find the voice memo and have them edited in. But she was just like, sit in this moment. Like, Feel this moment because achievers tend to run off to the next thing and they don't acknowledge what a big deal something like this is. And it's a big deal. And of course, I'm like bawling in the car and Dave's crying in the car. We're like, she's so nice. But I, I just thought, man, what a legacy for you to be the person, first of all, who is the woman that she says that she is. On, there's no, there's not a difference. Like that is who you are. You are this uplifting. You are this kind. Two people in real life, as you are on your podcast. But also, I thought, like, man, I want to practice this more in my life because I feel like I am so living in the space of um, motivating or encouraging women online that I feel like sometimes so exhausted I can't do that in in real life. Um, and then here's how this then pays it forward. Cause I was like, man, Lord, I want to be more intentional. I want to be more like Jenna. And then yesterday, my girlfriend, Anna, who's a really successful author has a movie coming out 
based on a book that she wrote and she had posted on her Instagram, the chair, um, like the director's chair that said like producer, Anna Todd. And I was just like, this is bananas. Like, first of all, women are amazing and women are taking over the world and it's so inspiring. But I had never done a voice memo in my whole life. So first of all, I had to figure out how to do that. (laughs) But then I sent her a voice memo exactly like you sent to me. And I was just like, sit in this moment. Like, please appreciate this moment. This is so incredible. I'm so proud of you. Like, stay here. And so I just wanted you to know in this little way how you encourage me every day online, but also as a friend, that that little spark, and I know women are listening to it right now, that that you are um, just such an incredible leader and you are leading us well and that is something that's manifesting in my life. And then now I hope in listeners' lives that they will see truth and beauty in other women and they will speak it into names. So I just want to make sure that I told you that because I really, really appreciated it. Aww. Can I give you a, a strategy yes. since you're both strategical when yes, it comes sister. to this? So the, I've been doing this for probably, gosh, maybe three years. But I used to have like about a 15 minute drive to the gym every morning and I'd work out Monday through Friday. And now that I'm pregnant, that's not (laughs) exactly the case. Um, Doing the best I can. But uh, what I would do on that drive is I would just turn on a little worship music and I would think of three people. And I feel like I've always had this this uh, sense of, you know, when like people randomly Mm -hmm. pop into your brain and you kind of just acknowledge it and then you kind of move on. And I started realizing like, no, these are like yeah. nudges from God. Like I need to like pay attention. And so I would kind of just open myself up and be like, you know, who am I thinking about today? Or, or you know, why are you putting someone on my heart? And then I would sit in the gym parking lot and I would voice text three people every day um, and just send them encouragement or just say, I'm thinking of you. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just want you to know, like I'm praying for you this morning. Um, and it, it's one, I just voice texts are my love language. It's so <laughs> much easier than real text. Um, but two, it was just like a really cool way to stay connected. Cause I just feel like online, you know, so many of my friends are people that I've literally just met on Instagram, um, because they understand this like world and this wackiness that we're living in every day, trying to do all the things. And so, um, you know, we have this false sense of connectedness just cause we kind of can see in the feeds. And, and when you posted what was going on, I knew <laughs> you and I knew that tendency of like, girl, wash your face is so yesterday, even though it's just coming out for the world because you yes. wrote it so long ago and you planned the launch so long ago. And so now it's like, you're already, you know, five steps ahead of it. And so, It's just one of those things where it's like, if you're thinking about someone, there's a reason, like send them that nudge, um, send them that reminder, because I feel like there are no coincidences. That is so good. Oh, dang it. I love that. And I'm going to steal it. Um, I don't even have a clever segue for the next question. It's just something I really want to know. I really want to know this. (laughs) So one of the things that I know about you, because I've been a longtime listener to your podcast is... I don't know if you've done it forever or if it's a newer thing in your career, but you do masterminds and you do, Mm -hmm. I know you have podcast episodes about this where you could get it. Like if people want to really understand, I think you have one with Amanda Bucci where you guys talk about how powerful it was for your careers. But I would love just personally, I would love to hear like what made you decide to do the first one and then what made you decide to keep on 
I was going to say keep on trucking and that makes no sense. But what made you decide that like, <laughs> this was a really valuable use of finances yeah. because at your Absolutely. level, at, at this level, like this is not cheap. This is the cost of hiring mm-hmm. another employee for a year. So I would love to hear, um, I'm not in a mastermind and I've just always wondered like, man, what's that all about? So I feel like masterminds are almost like these secret clubs, like the term gets thrown around and people are like, wait, what even is that? So first things first, a mastermind is basically a group of people committed to each other's success for an extended period of time. And you can do online masterminds, you could do over the phone masterminds, or you can do in person. And basically what it looks like is it looks like a group of entrepreneurs usually who are playing at kind of a similar level that are coming together to share, you know, what's working, what's not working, how can we support each other, how can we feature each other. Um, And it's really just this awesome way to have community at the level you're at. And for me, you know, I know just like you, Rach, like my business is at seven figures. I never in a bajillion years dreamt that, you know, a 30 year old girl from small town, Minnesota could be a millionaire, whatever that looks (laughs) like. Um, And yet I felt like I was just kind of in a dark building with only a flashlight and I could literally only see what was right ahead of me. And so I was just feeling like a little bit lost on like, what is a five-year plan? If I have a kid, what's going to happen? Um, and so I had heard about masterminds and I, I wasn't quite bought into the idea because I think that while the community over competition movement is such a beautiful thing, I think that our hearts really struggle with that idea. Um, and, and I've done so much work to figure out like, how can I truly be joyful for other people's success and not measure it up against the things that I'm doing? And so Lewis Howes is an amazing man who is now like a very, very dear friend of mine. And I was on his email list and I got this email and he said, you know, I'm doing this mastermind. And I was like, oh my gosh, the secret's out. Like, finally I can see like somebody's doing this and there's an invite and an application and, and all of these other ones just felt like these like underground railroads of of success that nobody could figure out where people were. And so I applied to be in his and um, it is a giant amount of money, like tens of thousands of dollars for a year commitment. But for me, I had done one-on-one coaching. I had done courses and I knew I needed to like level up and be held accountable for an extended period of time. Um, And so I joined his last year it was such an amazing experience. The people that I met in that group, there were 25 of us from all over the world um, who all had very different businesses. And I wanted to join one where I wanted to feel like the dumbest person in the room. Um, But also I was the only creative entrepreneur in that group. There was tons of fitness professionals and people that had these giant conferences and, and all these different things. And so Um, We met three times over the year for three days. Lewis would bring in different experts to teach us things. We would really um, just kind of sit down and brainstorm things together. And then we would just have accountability with that. And so um, one of the best things that Lewis ever did was he brought in an expert on how to run a mastermind. And again, it was one of those, why would I ever do this? Why am I qualified? Um, But I felt this nudge. And so I ended up launching a did mastermind you? this really? year. I 25 did not women. Know that. That's so awesome. Yes. 
Yes. So I have 25 incredible women um, from all over. We have one Canadian and then all over the country. Um, and I, my biggest hangup was like, I do not want to plan in-person events. Like I have never done my own in-person event. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm super introverted. And so I actually ended up hiring my mom. Um, and my mom is my event planner, That's which is so, so rad. Cool I love it. Your, the whole family is working. <laughs> the whole fam is working in this biz. And uh, so my mom runs the mastermind in terms of the events, all the catering. And we meet three times a year. So we met in Waco in January. We just met in Minneapolis in June. And then we're meeting at this amazing camp in Wisconsin in September. Um, and basically, I'm mentoring these women and they're mentoring each other. And it has just been, it's been probably the most emotional experience in my business career because I'm seeing firsthand the impacts and I'm feeling the struggles so much more intimately. Um, and I'm, you know, communicating with these women almost daily. Uh, but I just knew that like, I can't do one-on-one coaching. I don't have the bandwidth for that, but what if I could get the right people into the right room and I could teach them the things I know and, and really help them to create systems that give them more freedom and more profits and, uh, just bring people together to feel less alone. So it's definitely been just like the craziest thing ever, but there is so much power in, mm -hmm. in group learning and in just sharing your talents with the world. And there's so many experts within the mastermind that I lead. You know, we have a copywriter, we have an attorney, we have photographers, we have authors, we have cookbook writers. I mean, we have everything. It's I so love incredible. the idea because I think something that I have really struggled with in my career is mentorship. You know, everyone, you go to conferences mm -hmm. and they're like, find a mentor, find a mentor. Like, is this growing on a tree somewhere? Like, where, where is this thing? And yeah. you also hear all of that, um, all that information about, you know, you're, you're uh, a combination of the five people that you surround yourself with. And if you want to level up, then you have to make sure that you're not the smartest person in your circle of friends. But like, where are these awesome new friends wow. that I'm supposed to find? So I just think that that is such an incredible idea for anybody who's at this place in their career and sort of wants to take the next step. Do you have any thoughts for um, if you're not there yet, if you don't maybe have the finances, yeah. how could you create something like this in your town without having to pay someone else to do it for you? I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. 
Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the coolest thing is genuinely stated a mastermind like Rach, me, you and Amy Porterfield could start a mastermind. A hundred percent. I want us where we No, I want us to go on. I don't want to do a mastermind, but I do want to go to like a spa weekend with you guys. (laughs) That sounds great. I'm in for that. But I mean, really, if you can find a few people who are experts in something that really want to share that expertise and to create this type of relationship, like you can start a free quote mastermind. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is, is what I've learned in business is those who pay, pay attention. Um, and so the problem with free masterminds is if you and I committed, you know, once a month, we're going to get on the call and it's
it's free, but we're going to help each other out. It's so easy to back out when you have no skin in the game, you know, and people's commitment levels can totally wane so easily. And so um, what I would recommend is like having some sort of buy-in or some sort of thing at stake um, or everyone pools their money and the person who shows up every single time gets it at the end of the year or something like that so that you are encouraged to just show up. Um, but there are just so many different ways that you can support other people and learn from other people. And I think that finding those individuals that will truly be an open book to you, that will truly tell you like it is, that won't withhold information. Um, you can do that. And, and I would say, you know, a group of five people that commit to once a month getting together or meeting or walking through different things or having each other lead something that they're really passionate about. Um, it's an incredible way to learn. And I think the biggest piece of it is just accountability. Like, can you be accountable for the things that you say you're going to do? Are you really going to do them? Can you show up and say, guys, I did what I said I was going to do, even if it didn't work out the way you thought it was. Um, and I think that that is something that so many entrepreneurs are missing is accountability and community. Beyond the idea of a mastermind, what are some things that you have done, let's say in the last 18 months, because I feel like we work in media, it's moving so fast. So what helped you five years ago, maybe doesn't help you today. But in the last 18 months, what are some of the things that you have done that you feel like have been the most beneficial for where your business is today? Absolutely. So one of the things that I think has been the most beneficial, and I I want everyone that's listening to really hear this is um, people like Rachel and I, we're always like, what is next for us? What is, what is the next thing we're going to create? What is the next thing we're going to write? What is our next product? And at the beginning of the year, I planned to create this giant new course and it was just going to be this big, big, big undertaking. And all of a sudden I got pregnant and I was super sick and like three months, totally down for the count. Wasn't planning that into, uh, my editorial calendar. And so we had to pivot and change. And what I think is the most beautiful thing that came of it is you don't always have to be creating new things. Look at what's already working for you. Go back and tweak them. Where can you analyze the data? Where can you change things? Um, And so instead of creating this giant brand new course, we said, you know, our automated things are doing great. How can we make them even better? And so that has absolutely changed things and really given us products that we are so proud of. Um, Another thing that I think has just totally made a difference is outsourcing. Um, I could not do the things that I do at the level that I do them without this incredible team. Um, and when I look at this year and the last year, um, it's really been building this team up so that they can keep things running either while I'm gone, while I'm sick, while I'm on maternity leave, or while I'm creating the new things that only I can create. And as entrepreneurs, as human beings, there are very few things that you are a pro at, that that you are passionate about, that you are excited about. And yet we end up filling our days with like the 99 other things that we dread, that we stink at, that take us too long. And so really getting honest about where do I best serve this business? Where do I best serve my community and audience? And what are things that I can get off my plate so that I can get back to that good stuff um, has totally changed things. And then I would say the last bit is just automating. What can you automate in your business? What are things that you're spending time doing every single day that could be automated? I know it takes time to set those things up, but once you do it and they are running for you, they can give you results even while you're resting. And I 
think that busy is such a badge of honor these days as entrepreneurs. We're just, oh, I'm just so busy. I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm just so stressed. And we have to stop making that something that we glorify, like something we praise. And so I am all about like automation and figuring out how we can all work more rest into our lives so that we're showing up every day excited about what we're about to do. So stinking good. I, um, I think that's such a great point too. And, and probably something that listeners need to take in for a second, especially if there are those of you who are building or scaling or growing or whatever you're doing with your business, making sure that you're not, um, just spending all day on a to-do list, but not actually seeing any results. Mm -hmm. I think so often we're like excited to check things off a list that we don't sit back and look at it and think like, man, did this get me anywhere closer to my goal? Like my goal was to write a book, right? And I spent Mm -hmm. all day researching and laying it out and drafting ideas and talking to my girlfriend over coffee and all, but did you write anything? Like make sure that you're not (laughs) spending all your time hustling, 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 but there's nothing to show for it. So I feel like that's such a, such a great piece of advice. I love the idea of looking at your content. I think especially for people like us who came from the blogging world, we have so much content. Like my husband wants to shake <laughs> so my, much. shake me by the shoulders till my teeth rattle. Cause he's like, Rachel, we use this stuff like to take new pictures. The content is still so great. It's from two years ago. You have 200,000 more followers now than you did then. They haven't seen this thing. Let's show it to them in a different way rather than you trying to reinvent the mm-hmm. wheel over and over again. So awesome piece of awesome piece of advice. Um, how are you feeling about being a working mom? Is that scary? Is that exciting? Like what, what does life look like in the next year? I mean, it is all the things. So if you don't follow me, we've had quite the journey. We've been very, very open about it. Um, but in the last two and a half years, we had two miscarriages. Um, I made it to 10 weeks, both times. And it was just, devastating. And it was one of those things that just really kind of made me stop dreaming about life. And it really made me dive headfirst into work, um, probably in not the most healthy way. Um, but you know, my husband and I have been married for seven years and we always kind of joked like maybe when we're 30, we'll have kids, maybe when we're 30. Mm -hmm. Well, I turned 30 this year. Um, and after just a lot of changes in our lives and a lot of praying and, and a lot of, um, just kind of really saying, are we ready to try this again? Um, you know, we got pregnant and, and it has been just such a roller coaster. I'm about halfway through my pregnancy and it's just been a, very, very blessed season because we are so, so thankful. Um, but it's also been terrifying. Like after you've been through loss like that, like you don't relax ever. And, you know, I was so disconnected from this pregnancy from the very beginning because I was just so protecting myself. Like if this is to happen again, what is going to happen to us? But in hindsight, which everything is always 2020, um, seeing the way that God has like prepared us for this exact season, 
Um, if we would have had a baby two and a half years ago when we first got pregnant, our lives were so different. Drew was slinging <laughs> wine from nine to five um, in different grocery stores. I had no team. I was burning the candle on every single end. Um, the lives that we led back then are so different. And so I feel like with each loss, like loss is the best teacher ever. It's the hardest teacher, but it is the best teacher. And so over the last two and a half years, we've really created this life that will support this journey into parenthood. And so it's so funny because for so many years I was like, I'm going to be this working mom. I want to like have the corner office and wear power suits (laughs) and high heels. I want to come home. My husband's going to have dinner ready and the kids are going to be all cute and whatever. And And now I'm just in this season where I'm like, I want to prepare so that if I have this child and I decide I want to take a year of just totally laying low, that I can do that, that my business can support that. Um, And so it's just this totally different headspace. And of course, it's terrifying. And we're laughing now because we're like, oh, I'm never going to do this when I'm a parent. And we're like, (laughs) we need to write these things down because in about four months, we're going to be doing all the things we said we would never do. Um, But, you know. I think that for so long, my business was my baby and I wasn't ready to give that up. And, and I'm not giving that up, but I'm giving it time so that I can really do the best work, which I think will be being a mom. And so I'm really excited. I'm nervous. Um, but I think we're just ready for our world to be rocked. And I think too, as entrepreneurs, I was almost my biggest fear. This is so funny, but my biggest fear was that I would have this baby and I would see that all the work I had done for all these years, it was so insignificant compared to this child. And that was a legitimate fear of mine. And I think that now I realize it wasn't for nothing. I've done so many things, um, but I'm about to do the best thing Ugh, ever. I'm and that's so excited, I'm excited for you. I, the, honestly, the day that you announced it on Instagram, the girls in our office screamed like our sister was pregnant. Like we were so, we're like, did you see? And like nobody knows you, but it felt like we are so excited. You guys are so incredible yes. to have taken everybody along on this journal, this journey and be so vulnerable and talk about the hard things. And I'm sure I can't even imagine how many women have reached out to you with similar stories and, and talked about how you've yes. helped. And again, um, you've talked about this on the podcast. So I think if anybody is listening and, and you yes. have a similar story or you want to hear how Jenna processed it and what it looked like, you got to go listen to the Gold Digger podcast because it's there. Um, yeah. I recorded an episode probably, I think it was like a week or two after we lost our second baby. And it is the most raw thing I think I've ever hit publish on. And, and I, I, it's really hard for me to go back and listen to that just because I was in such a hard place. But honestly, it was the most honest look inside of that pain um, that I, I'm really glad that I did that because I think so often we want to kind of avoid those seasons. Um, but I'm kind of glad that I faced Ugh. it head on. Jenna, sure. girl, thank you so much for always leading the way, for always being the one who will hold her hand up and be vulnerable and be a leader and show the rest of us what it looks like to 
live a good life. I mean, I, I think that you are the person that you are on social media and it looks like you're living a really good life. And I hope that it just keeps getting richer and more beautiful. And you know, I'm praying so hard for that baby, which I am positive as a girl and you can just name her Rachel. I've heard that's a beautiful <laughs> biblical name, um, <laughs> but thank you so much it. for taking the time to chat with us and to share your wisdom and just, um, your light with everybody today. I'm super grateful to have you as a guest and to have you as a friend. Mm, Thank you, Rachel. This was so much fun. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 